0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Drunk Turkey Show after a couple of day hiatus, myself being out of town. We are back with another episode for you. I'm your host, Daniel J. Alongside with me is Big Blue and Jaime G, as always. I, how you doing, Jaime? What's I'm doing on? great, man. I'm doing great. Uh, took a couple of days off and now we're back. Now we're back. Re- recharging the batteries. How about yourself, Big Blue? I'm
1: good, man. Good. Today's my, my day off, so I'm recharging the battery and enjoying the cold ones.
0: Ooh. Enjoy it. Enjoy yes, it. So today what we're going to be talking about is the possible defense or what holes are in the probable cause affidavit that could create some reasonable doubt. Now, I, for one, think there's a lot of holes in this case. You know, I don't think it's as strong as the media and as the prosecution are laying it out to be, to be at this point. And we're going to go by it step by step. <clears throat> First thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about is the, well, the first thing that comes out in the probable cause affidavit that states that Brian was um, at his apartment at 242. And I'll share this with everybody. Go this direction here. So Brian was at his apartment up here at 242. That's where he, uh, his phone was pinged. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he was traveling northbound at 244. Or a vehicle that is suspected to be his traveling northbound on Nevada Street from Stadium at 244. Now, I uh, took the privilege of pulling up a map to see how long that takes and the fastest possible route there because, you know, that amount of distance, um, which is about two miles away in two minutes, and you have to be traveling at 60 miles an hour to get there uninterrupted. Uninterrupted, So no, no, no traffic stop. I mean, traffic lights, none of those things, no stop signs, 60 miles an hour. And that's how you get there. It is a 60 minute, six minute drive. And the, the odd thing about this is when he's coming through here to go home and they have him on tape, they have him here at this intersection, at this intersection, this is at 527 AM at this intersection and up here, Heading towards his house, but they don't have him. They don't have any video of him heading in this direction. They just have somebody go in this direction, matching his description. Now, do you think it's feasible to travel two miles in two minutes throughout this residential area uh, and get through, make sure you you get no red lights or any of those things? um, Or he ran them but not to come out on any other cameras either. How, how, how do you find this? We'll start off with you, Jaime. Um, it's plausible, like you said, if you're traveling real fast down the street,
2: especially with no traffic, no traffic lights, no stop sign, there's obviously, obviously no, no law enforcement. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Apparently not, if he was traveling 60 miles an hour through these streets. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. What makes the police think that he was traveling north at 2:44 a.m., one they say they have you know his phone pinged, traveling through Pullman, uh, up to 2:47. Okay, that's one thing. And two, I'm assuming it's a, a unique identifier that they are able to identify it is his vehicle. And my assumption is because it's been brought up several times that it is the front license plate because he had Pennsylvania license plates at the time. He didn't have; it wasn't required that he had a front license plate, and so. Um, the assumption is that they were able to identify this vehicle as a white Hyundai Elantra um, that was traveling through here uh, at this time without a front license plate. Now, if it wasn't him, that tells me that there's another vehicle matching his description of the vehicle with the same unique identifier in the vicinity, in the, in the general area of where he's at, um, that's a little bit, um, that kind of questions puts a lot of question marks here. What do you think big blue?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a possibility that, you know, they said that there was over a couple thousand in that state alone. So I'm pretty sure if it's not pinging that he's there, it could be somebody
0: else's car. Now they said that within there was 90 white Elantra's within the, um, the college area, I think with WSU and, and. University of Idaho. And so that's a lot of vehicles. Uh, The other thing is that I thought was a big question mark about this probable cause affidavit within this vehicle is the police came out that they were looking for a 2011 or 13 Hyundai Elantra, which was super specific, right? Mm -hmm. Now in the probable cause affidavit, it states that after determining or looking at the, uh, the visual evidence, that it could have been a 2014 to 2016 Elantra. My question is, when did they make that determination that it could be a 2014 to 16 Elantra? You know, to answer my own question, I I would have to be after they already found or suspected Brian as the uh, as the potential actor in this in this incident, because had they found out that it could have been a newer model of Elantra, don't you think that the uh, FBI and the police department would have broadcasted that out?
2: Yeah, I think so. I don't think if they were looking for a uh, for that specific model and then in year, they would uh, disregard the first one and would have told us that either 2011 to 2016 at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right,
0: right, exactly. And so the fact that they never broadcasted that out, that leads me to believe that they didn't figure that out until after they had. Suspected Brian Koberger, which is, you know, in my opinion, them f- making him fit their, their narrative, so to speak. So,
1: <clears throat> I mean, I think, I think they, um, they got more of an idea who it was when the DNA came back. They they knew it was a white car. They knew it was a white Hyundai. But it's hard to tell sometimes those years on a night camera. I mean, at, at, at night.
2: Uh-huh. This nah. true, because. Um, obviously, like, you've seen the 2011 Hyundai Elantra uh, Plus all the way to 2016. It's not that it's not that big of a difference, you know. They haven't really changed a lot besides the taillights and, you know, some of the some of the headlight design.
0: Right, and those those things would be hard to determine from a picture, or from a night vision or surveillance. And and I understand that. My question is, they were pretty. they, they never changed. Yeah, the the possible description of the vehicle Mm -hmm. that leads me to believe that uh, they didn't they didn't think that it was newer until after they had already pointed out Brian as a suspect.
2: Yeah, I feel I feel the same way about the two.
0: Now, from that address that he was seen on camera um, to this is the uh, one one 22 King Road address it's typically 16 minutes. And so if he was seen here at you know let's just put it that he was there until 2 47 Mm a.m and about let's say he was driving slow at 20 minutes that would put him at around what 305 307 at the property Mm -hmm. yet he doesn't pass by the first time until hold on let's go and look at it real quick he doesn't pass by until 329.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So another, what, 10, uh, 15 minutes later? Yeah. So what was he doing? And, and here's, here's a big question, Mark. <clears throat> when he's first noticed is at 326 over here. You know, this is mm-hmm. this is uh, east of the, um, of the victim's house. He mm-hmm. was traveling from the west to the east, and when they got him on tape, they have him traveling from the east to the west. He's traveling here on the 700 block of Indian Hills Drive, and then they catch him at this intersection here, and we're assuming it's from the A and W camera system that's here, and let me check something else real quick. We'll put us down there. <clears throat> this is at 328 so you can kind of follow. Yeah, there's no cameras here outside of the ones that are located on the side of the building. And there's one right there. And I'm sure there's others that are out here. Yeah. We've seen them. We've seen other uh, content creators bring them up.
1: Yeah, they're typically always facing, like, the gas pumps. You know, when people get right robbed or catch on fire, they have to have evidence of what
2: happened. Right. They have beer roasted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And so <clears throat> he's traveling from, man, my my, my Google Earth is kind of jacking up. Let me have to reopen it. Man, this always happens to me. So he's traveling from the east to the west when he was coming from Pullman, which is west going east, right? Yeah,
2: he, he's um, like in the
0: neighboring neighborhood, right? Yeah. And now perhaps, perhaps he went for a drive, you know, to put his nerves at ease, whatever the case may be, right? Um, but why isn't he picked up on any cameras going into town? Mm-hmm. Any cameras going into that neighboring neighborhood? You know, this guy's been following them. Apparently, they have him on twelve different pings, um, traveling. In, you know, in and around the area. Mm-hmm. Don't you assume or think that he would have came out this direction first? I mean, based on this here, he travels from. You know, he's heading westbound, and then he comes up, comes this direction. He's going directly there. You know, it's at uh, at 3:29, I believe, is when he did his first pass, and so yeah, 3:29, and then he did three passes between 3:29 and 4:20, going back and forth and parking at around 4:04 a.m. Yeah, right? and that's all by by video. He then leaves at 4:20 at a high rate of speed and is seen heading southbound on Valencia Drive at 4:20, picked off of surveillance as well. Mm-hmm. Now, here is another part of this uh, probable cause affidavit that doesn't make any sense to me, is that they assume that or they speculate, which you shouldn't be putting speculation like this in a probable cause court document, but they do. They speculate that he has exited this uh, intersection of Paulus and Cast, Oh, I'm sorry, Conestoga Drive, because this road goes directly To Pullman, Washington, right? And -hmm. when he comes in and they see him here at 526, they identify him coming off of this road because this road here goes directly to Moscow. However, they are aware and they know that he wasn't on that road at that time. He was down here near Blaine, Idaho at 448 when his phone turned back on. Yeah. My question is, How did he get down there without being seen? Because you have to travel through this intersection to get there. If he was out here at this place. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And at this intersection, you have one, two, three, four cameras. That's not including the businesses. Exactly. So how did these cameras not pick him up going this direction south towards Blaine, Idaho?
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, now, some of those it's a little confusing because some of them look like cameras but some of them are just sensors to see if anybody's at the light. So, uh, we'll just, they would have to verify with the, uh, the right. and see if they're actually cameras because there are some that are just sensors.
0: You're right. You're right. They could be sensors but uh, okay, these that look like look cameras like to me.
1: Yeah, they look like a camera.
0: Yeah, they're it looks like a sensor and a camera.
2: Well, if there's anything like my hometown, they're probably just not working. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's yeah, that's possible. But for all four of them not to be working, it's yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch. So unless you
2: went around them through a parking lot, but even with the parking lot, maybe the the businesses should have you know well, the, security cameras.
0: Right, but the only one that I can see is. Is if he came in through here, Mm -hmm. came around this direction and then traveled quite a bit of ways down to around right here to exit to not be picked up by these cameras here. Yeah. Let's let's look at this real quick because he was picked up on these cameras. Let's look at how these cameras look. It was. um, Let's see if they're the same. I don't even see any other there. Yeah. Yeah, they look the same to me. Yeah, they do. Does the other one have one?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, they look exactly the same. And so these cameras picked him up. Mm -hmm. And so my question is. You know, why isn't he picked up here?
2: Yeah. Once he once he exited that the neighborhood, he went uh, west, right? You said. Um, Let's speculate, right? Let's speculate. They speculate.
0: What's what is out there is that he came out this direction. Uh, uh-huh. Now it's speculated that he exited this this road uh-huh. because they say that that road goes directly to Pullman. Yeah. Okay. But they also put that he's pinned or pinged yeah. down in this direction. And they even have a map that shows him going out and around. And then, so I, go ahead. And then once he gets
2: back into Pullman, he's pretty much photographed all the way home, right?
0: Pretty much, yeah. Every every step of the way, right here at 526. Mm-hmm. And then he goes northbound on Bishop. Now let's look at these. So we can see what type of cameras uh, we're looking at, if they're the same. I don't even see one here. Yes. But this is that he went northbound. Maybe it was from a different type of camera. From a business or something. Or, or from the uh, railroad. But they say he went northbound on Bishop and then they have him going back up this direction and then the path back to his house at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Now here's the, the interesting thing though. Investigators found that the 845-58 phone did connect to a cell phone tower that provides service to Moscow on November 14, but investigators did not believe that that phone was in Moscow on that day. The phone is not connected to any towers, towers that provide service to Moscow since that date.
2: Hmm.
0: And so my biggest thing is it says it connected to a cell phone tower, but they do not believe it was in Moscow that day. What does that say to you? We'll um, you
2: uh, it sounds to me like the pings are not reliable. Um, not It's not solid evidence. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. So... Um, I find it to be extremely concerning, especially when a lot of their evidence is that they have him pinging 12 times around the area in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. If if he wasn't in Moscow, but he was pinged in Moscow uh, on the 14th. And how many of those 12 times that he was supposedly near the, the the residence did he ping? Now, I know that Steve came out and said that he connected um, that he had connected to their Wi-Fi. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Don't you think that he? Unless it's just unprotected, Mm -hmm. um, wouldn't he have to know their password?
2: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about earlier. It's like I know, I know when you, you open your Wi-Fi or your your Wi-Fi on your phone, right, to connect to a a service, Mm -hmm. it asks you which one you want to get on, and then it still asks you for, if it's not protected, it's going to ask you for a for a password, right? right? If not, it won't connect. Exactly. exactly, so how, how is that? How is that possible? Where he connected to the to the to that residence uh, Wi-Fi?
1: I mean, I think I think it registers that that the uh, Bluetooth got picked up trying to trying to link in. It doesn't mean that he tried putting the password for it. I think that that the Bluetooth is that smart where it picks up like if you walk in somewhere. I know uh, my phone's on into my brother's house. I've already been there before, he automatically sign me into his Wi-Fi. And
0: yeah, but you would have had to have logged in at one point. At one point, yeah. yeah.
1: It, it read that I was there, so I'm pretty sure it read that the phone was there, but it does not say it was registered in. It just said that he, he, he linked to it.
0: And so, what you're saying is that it's possible that, for instance, me, that I, uh, my neighbors have Wi-Fi. I've never l- signed into their Wi-Fi, but their Wi-fi if they pulled it up would register me um uh, being close enough to yeah log in I think so because
1: I know like mine, when i when I tried to bluetooth a speaker last time like I kept getting my neighbor's speaker trying to bluetooth and like and it but it right. then it would ask for the code and I'm like well it's not my bluetooth so it got annoying after a while I had to restart my phone
0: <laughs> <laughs> here's Here's a little bit of conspiracy. Do you think he was in this neighborhood to pick somebody up? You know, what I I find weird is that he knew, like, how
2: come he didn't go to the house earlier? First, right? When they weren't there. Like, how do you know that they were going to be there, like, for sure?
0: Well, not even that. I mean, he circles the house Mm -hmm. a total of three different times, and then on the fourth time, he goes and parks, Right. Yeah. I would assume that that's what he would have done immediately getting into Moscow is go to the house. Check first. it out. If he saw the lights were on then go and then come back and then go and come back until the lights mm-hmm. came off. But he didn't do that. The first place he went to, or at least the first place he got picked up at, is mm-hmm. over here at this neighborhood. Now, yeah. we know he didn't go over here because there's a ring device that was picking up every you know travel that was going down this road. Yeah. Now, why think- would he be over here?
1: Do you think it's a, a matter of he was casing out some houses and he had already had some chosen? And maybe the people that were supposed to be in the other house weren't there?
0: Maybe, but.
2: Maybe maybe he was um, driving around trying to get the nerve to do it.
0: Right, but don't you think he would have driven fresh yeah, to the house? For, for sure. Like, just to pass by it? Mm-hmm. I think. You I mean, I, the temptation yeah, to do I that. So. I would think so. But he doesn't he comes over here to this neighborhood first mm-hmm. and yet there's no surveillance of him anywhere coming into this town yeah. like absolutely none that's what i was um
2: uh thinking is like how was he picked up on that side of town and not anywhere else
1: my other, right. my other thing is i've i've read a little bit about the cell towers and and um Sometimes it can pick you up, or you get deflected to another tower that's close by. If it's cloudy and you can't link to that one, it will push you to the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of weird. It's like when yeah, go it
0: also—go ahead.
1: It's like when you go down to Fiesta in San Antonio, you could be downtown and you won't get no cell phone service because everybody and their mother's trying to use their cell phone, and you can't even call
0: out. Right, and the valleys and the mountains will also play a toll on it. Mm-hmm. This is in Idaho. There's mountains all, you know, around it. Maybe not in the vicinity vicinity, but there are mountains and hills around this area. And it's a rural area. It's not it's not a, you know, a metropolitan uh, uh, metropolitan area. And so, you know, from right here from the time that he gets picked up, he goes directly to this house. So mm-hmm. Now, he's seen going in this direction. If he's not picked up down here, I mean, could he have exited somewhere like right here and then traveled back into this neighborhood or maybe gone? Yeah, because he only gets picked up
2: once, right? On that on that little.
0: Yeah, he gets picked up here, here,
2: and, that's it, and then right?
0: here. Yeah. And that is, oh, and also around the victim's house. But yeah, outside but like, of the victim's house, yeah, it's one, two, three different times while in Moscow, the vehicle that they suspect is his. Is picked up only three times.
2: So <clears throat> the one uh three twenty eight, right, which was at the intersection, it only gets he only gets picked up once on the right?
0: Right. He doesn't get picked up coming back out through there. Okay. Yeah, maybe. and he and from my knowledge, he doesn't get picked up going this direction into yeah. this neighborhood either.
1: You know, you know might know an answer to this question, maybe Doc Skinner, we have to ask him. You know uh, frequencies
0: You know no, You're absolutely right. We gotta get him back on the show and see what we can what he can come up with yeah but I, I just found it odd that he's here you know mm-hmm. you know i would have assumed when you read it that he would have been somewhere in this neighborhood or, or around here at 326 when they initially got him but it's mm-hmm. it's across the major highway over here and then he's pinged down here in this area mm-hmm. and I, and this is probably way more rural um and probably the uh the points are probably less accurate the further away from this uh these towns are. Yeah. And so also you the know, radius, who knows? Right? What's that? Yeah, um
2: also the radius, how how close you have to be, like I don't know how accurate those pings are. Right. Right. But I mean if you're way down there, show me the other one where he's close to to was it Blaine?
0: You have you have Blaine, and then he went to uh, Guinessy. Yeah, and that went one, to Uniontown.
2: That's a big difference from from the farther one up, up north.
0: Yeah, and so he he can around this big old loop, comes back in and is is caught on cameras coming this way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I, well, the other thing I don't understand is why isn't he caught on camera here going towards moscow maybe there's a different area he could have gone i think there's a route this direction but unless there's just so much more that they're not putting out which is is quite possible you know it's quite possible but you know based on the information that they have here there's a lot of holes there and you know that's just the pins you know and and once you have one and the probable cause comes out and it says that it was pinned in in Moscow and they don't believe that he was there. That kind of puts in question all the other ones that are out there. Don't you guys think?
2: Um, I feel like it will. I mean, all they have to do is give them reasonable doubt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted to go through this one more time again, so we can kind of talk about what Dylan said and, and the interior of the house. And so Let's go up back here. So this room here is where Zanna and Ethan were. Mm-hmm. Now, the probable cause affidavit, it states that um, Dylan, who was um, staying in this room here, mm-hmm. um, heard at about four o'clock what sounded like Kaylee and uh, was playing with her dog in one of the upstairs bedrooms. Yeah. And then, um, you know, sh- shortly afterwards, she could hear what somebody that she thought was Kaylee say something to the effect that, you know, I think somebody's here. Yeah. Probable cause affidavit goes into uh, saying that they believe it wasn't Kaylee. So they're already doubting the witness. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. The the witness said she heard she thought it was Kaylee say, um, you know, and, and I don't think she probably said I heard what I thought was Kaylee. That's probably more like I, I'm, I maybe I think I heard Kaylee or I heard somebody say. Yeah. You know, someone's here and it sounds like Kaylee and their their thing is they believe it was Xana because Xana was on um, TikTok at the time. Yeah. Right at 412.
1: Yeah. And I'm right. pretty sure that they got that video evidence that she's doing a video or even never live. I think it gets saved somewhere.
0: Uh, I'm not sure she was doing. I think she, it just says that she was um, active, active on TikTok, using TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was 412, right? Right, that she was active on TikTok until 4.12. Yeah. Now, if it was Anna or, or, or anybody who says, I think there's somebody in the house, who do you think she's telling, right? She's probably telling Ethan. There's somebody in the house. They had just gotten their food. She had gotten a jack-in-the-box food order in. At 4, uh, right? Right, at 4 o'clock. They, were, they just finished their food. She was on TikTok. She's probably telling Ethan this. Now... um. What do we think happened? Do we think that they left the room? Where did uh, the actor go into the room? Well, based on where the body was found, there was one that you can see right here on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was described as being like right here. And you have what looks like a red liquid substance that is, you know, similar and in, in, in color and and looks like in texture as possible blood. Uh, Along the back wall into the frame. So I would assume that one was back here. Both were awake. Mm -hmm. Two on one situation. You know, one thing that. All these kids and students and. And uh, associates of Brian Koberger, who talked about his. Um. You know, the way he was acting after the uh, the incident and how he was being more animated, more talkative, unless it came to this case. Yeah. None of them mentioned any scratches, any bruises, any cuts, any of those things. You would assume with two people awake that they would have fought back in some manner and that there there's there's evidence of that. You have Steve say that there was it looked like there was a hell of a fight down there. Um, you have the coroner stating that that some of them had defensive wounds. Mm-hmm you know, things of that nature. Um, don't you assume that, you know, especially Ethan being a taller, athletic guy, stronger than, than Brian Kohlberger, that um, he could have, you know, possibly defended himself. Yeah, put up a fight and had some kind of, left some kind of visual markings yeah. on Kohlberger. What, what would, are your thoughts?
2: I would suspect you would. Um, but even from the beginning, they also, um, even the, uh, the beginning, they said that, they were all asleep when it happened. I don't know how fast they can fall asleep from four four o'clock to four twelve,
0: right? Well, the fact that that the Xana said I think somebody's in here leads me to believe that at least she was awake mm-hmm. and that she woke up Ethan telling yeah. her that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I would assume that both parties down there were awake. You know, it was a two on one situation there. Yeah. Um then you have Dylan say that after she heard what sounded like crying and somebody say, it's OK, I'm going to help you. And she opens the door and then she sees somebody walking in dressed in um, in dark clothing with a mask that covered the mouth and the nose. Um, or the mask that covered the mouth and the nose and uh, <clears throat> she could see his bushy eyebrows and that he walked past her and towards the uh, the glass doors here. Now, my assumption is he didn't see her. If you can the way you see this door opening and the uh, it opens inside the uh, the the door frame is to the left. And so where it frames up and it opens through that leads me to believe she probably didn't open it all the way. She cracked it Mm -hmm. and was able to see him walking and he didn't see her. Now, she was able to identify the bushy eyebrows and the dark clothing and the mask, but not a knife in his hand. Yeah. Now we know that it's probable he had it in his hand because he didn't have the sheaf. The sheaf was left upstairs next to Madison. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the first thing that I had realized about this. The second thing is um, who put the stools? On this door, because I don't—I strongly d- disbelieve that it is the police that would be contaminating evidence to the max if yeah. they put that there. Who did and when? Had to have been after the situation. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Dylan apparently is frozen in shock, but has enough to lock the door and go, on, you know, but not call nine one one. Not not victim blaming or any of those things, but. How probable does that scenario sound to you guys? And we'll start off with you, Big Blue.
1: Um, I have two two theories on this part. You know, mm-hmm. one is it's a party house, people coming and out, and uh, you never know if uh, the girls upstairs had a night guest and he was leaving. You know, so it could have been, it could have happened more than once. You know, she was kind of used to it, and the other thing was. If she was that scared and shocked that she closed her door and locked it, why didn't she call the police just for, like, or check on her friends to see, hey, are y'all okay, even by just texting them? Mm-hmm. My friends wouldn't have responded to me, then I would have been like, well, hey, something's up. Right. You know, like, so that's my theory. Like, I think uh, maybe she wasn't shocked and she just, she, she, um, panicked and didn't do anything, but,
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What about you, Hamid? What do you think about this scenario?
2: Well, if if she thought it was just another person, like no, because like Lou said that there was um, a lot of par- parties going on, and if she thought it was just another person, then I don't see why she would get shocked. You know what I mean? That like she would be in shock, be yeah. in shock. You know what I mean? Like if in order for her to be in shock, she she should have suspected something was wrong in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when it comes down to her hearing um, what she thought was uh, uh, Katie, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Saying
2: that there's someone here. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have been the red flag for her. Plus, she heard someone crying, too. Right. Like, and For her, not, like you know, it, it, the fact that she just, it was just, uh, it's not, uh, it was the wrong reaction, I guess you can say. You don't uh-huh. expect that reaction, you expect a different reaction, you know, to call for help if you hear, Or at least um, reach out to whoever you thought was crying, you know, since we right. were friends.
0: Now, this guy was super vegan, right? Mm-hmm. Like he didn't, like he made his family change pots and pans. And this has been well documented that he was vegan. The leather, the leather sheath, sheath. It's handmade, single piece of leather cut by hand, it's made of 100% quality Italian leather made with 3.5 millimeter, very durable leather, thickness, whatnot. Do you think that somebody with that kind of um, super veganism, I don't, I don't know how you call it, would be using a leather sheath, sheath knowing that it comes from cows?
2: I, I suspect the wouldn't, man. I mean, like you say, he, he didn't want to eat from restaurants that used the same pans or the same utensils, you know, that had meat uh, on mm-hmm. them. So, like, I don't know why he would go out and buy a mm-hmm. knife knowing that the, the sheath is made out of 100% leather. And, and unless the specific knife he got wasn't leather, maybe it was like a like a poly- polyurethane based. You know what I mean? It makes it like Im- imitation of leather, like right, leather. But that
0: would that would indicate that it was a uh, le- like probably a less expensive knife, probably less durable exactly. knife. I don't know yeah. if that knife is going to be the kind of knife that's going to be able to do the damage that it did. Exactly, and plus, didn't we didn't supposedly he, it was like a five hundred dollar like that
2: specific knife that the K bar sells was like four four hundred dollars or something like that.
0: Um, well, there was one person that claimed that he had purchased a knife from him for 400 bucks. Everything that I've found on this is anywhere between like a hundred to maybe $80. They're, they're less expensive ones that are out there, but you know, then you, you get into a situation of durability and, and and, and and, you know, you, you get what you pay for type of situation. And I don't think that those knives are, you know, and I could be wrong, uh, would stand up to the type of damage that was done with what he did now. Let's just say he'd he, go the, ahead. Go ahead. Babu.
1: The guys in prison can kill you with a toothbrush. They can kill you with anything, man.
0: Right, right. But the toothbrush ain't going to be able to go through four four people. Yeah. You know, it's going to break, you know, especially once you hit, you know, the way it's described, you know, the, the coroner stated that, it, you know, the lethal puncture was the center to to the, uh, the chest area. There's ribs, there's bone. Just there's a could. lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's there to protect vital organs. And so um, one would believe that it was probably a, uh, a, uh, a very durable,
2: mm-hmm. durable
0: weapon. Mm-hmm. Now, if my question is, if he were to do it just to kind of throw people off and maybe even have left the leather sheath there on purpose because of that, didn't realize he left his DNA on there. Um, I don't foresee him, especially if he left the, the sheath there on purpose to throw people off because of it's you know made out of leather and he's a vegan um i don't think he would have had that knife in his possession for very long so it'd be easily traceable don't you think you would think so um
2: i just think that like you said like maybe he did do it on purpose you know like to throw people off right but i don't think him leaving there I don't think he will leave it there. But it'll be really risky, you know, for the fact that he can leave traces behind of his DNA. You know what right. I mean? Because after knowing that he he took, um, he got his, was it a master's, was it?
0: Yeah, he's got his master's. He's working on his PhD in criminology. Yeah,
2: in criminology, you would think he would not take a risk of leaving that there.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Big Blue? Do you think that this was uh, something that he recently acquired, recently purchased? What are your thoughts on, on, on him having a leather you know product when he's super against
1: yeah i think it's probably something new because though it didn't say it looked worn or used or old it said it looked like new i mean even the photos are shown, but they haven't shown the actual photo the actual one that they have in evidence to tell right. i don't know like me if i had a knife and i used it for a while they get a little rugged on the on the on the cheese you have to yeah, buy yeah. it after a while so
0: well, that and I would assume that people that knew him, if he had it for a while, would have known that he had, a, you know, maybe he's shown it off or something. Somebody would have, you know, maybe have seen it. You know, I think that if this is Brian Koberger, which we're not saying it's not, we're not saying that it is, you know, everybody is presumed innocent until guilty. And everything that we say is allegedly and, yeah. and the whole night and, and all of it is opinion, less fact. And so, um, and we're not saying that Brian is is innocent or he's getting framed or any of those things or that he's not the guy. You know, I, He very well may be. What I'm saying is there's a lot of question marks in this probable cause affidavit that I think that Brian's defense team is going to have a field day with. Yeah. And, um, you know, if – you know, he'd only lived in Moscow for 10 weeks. Um, you know, in that time, he was able to – to do all this, um, I just—it's—it's it's insane, and it's a very sad, sad situation. Uh, now, as far as uh, this case goes, do you have? Do you guys find anything else that seems out of place or ordinary that we discussed? The—the
2: um, the thing that just still gets to me is like, how was only one footprint um, found yeah. throughout the whole? you know, crime scenes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are, are suspecting that he was wearing, like, coverings for his feet. But even mm-hmm. with that, like, you, you would track blood. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, maybe not not show so much of, a like, a, the bottom of the sole of a, of, a, of a, you know, shoe, but enough to, give me, you know, make it uh, smears on the floor.
0: Exactly. Like, if he had um you know something that was able to be picked up over here mm-hmm. why wasn't it picked up here throughout the hallway. over here or throughout the hallway why is it right there that it was picked up yeah that is that is also something that brings up a lot of questions um apparently he was um yeah, it was described as vans um shoes well I was
1: gonna tell you I mean I am a DC fan and those DCs have those kind of patterns too. Really? Yeah.
0: And so, based on this guy's attire and dress, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I, I haven't, you know, we haven't been able to, you know, see what he wears, but I don't know if this is his style either. But
2: that's my knows? style.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It, it could have been a situation where, um, you know, kind of like that rap song he had. Nobody yeah. would have thought that. <laughs> you know, like bands nowadays,
2: just like converse, man. Everybody has a pair. Yeah, you know I've mean? never had a pair. Well, uh, see, almost everybody, I guess.
1: I'm, I'm white-footed, so the bands don't fit me. So that's why I went to DC's. That
2: mm. yeah, well, makes sense. You know, they they're you know a lot of a lot of people wear them. A lot of I'm guessing a lot of college people wear them too. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm. she, my daughters have them. you can put on with anything they're real fashionable yeah just like the card like it's real affordable too yeah
0: right right and i mean there's just so many questions and guys please please hit that like and subscribe button especially if you're still with us after 42 minutes we appreciate you guys yeah um it'll help us out you know get this content because this type of stuff gets demonetized and when it does um and the, the, the distribution of the content is minimized as well. So helping yeah. the algorithm by hitting the like and subscribe button really does help. And if you guys want to get in contact with us, you can get in contact with us through our email at drunk turkey show at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at drunk turkey show. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. We try to answer all, um, all questions and comments that come in. Sure. Uh, we can't get to all of them, but we do try to get to as many as we possibly can. Um, you know, I'm a little bit concerned about this case, y'all, especially with the phone pings, you know, just to kind of summarize everything up. You have the Uh phone pings and you have a car um, six minutes south of where he's at when he's at home, right? That possibly is a similar enough vehicle that investigators suspect it's him, possibly because it didn't have a front license plate. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't him and those pings are pings, are unreliable all you have left is the dna and and the footage from the actual footage that they have of the cars driving and the vehicle heading towards that home yeah the next question is why is it coming from the east to the west i don't like having questions like that what do, what are y'all what are y'all's biggest questions in this that we brought up today i mean um, my question
1: Oh, go ahead, Jaime. No, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Hugo. my question is, um I know pretty sure they're gonna try to use Didden probably as an eyewitness. Um and I wanna know if, I wonder if he'll actually tell his story. Or will he plead the fifth the whole time?
2: That's we'll see, man. All right, what
0: about you, Jaime? Um
2: I think the affidavit we got um for them to put these like pings and not be reliable and use them for the affidavit, I don't think that's that's a good job on their part. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're not really reliable, especially when you're having a ping in, in, in Moscow when you they said that he's probably not even there. They know that he was in there, you know? Yeah. Well, that's already reasonable data. Though. And I don't know why they will put that on the affidavit. Like, you know, I know they're trying to make it, you know, so they can arrest the guy, right?
0: My biggest concern about the affidavit with what they put, and I understand putting it on there and then showing camera footage to show the reliability of the pings. pings. My thing is when they talk about the road that leads directly from Moscow to Pullman Pullman and back and that that would be a possible destination or route that he took, even though the, the cell phone pings show him further south and that's not the direction he went the fact that they put that in there tells me that they're trying to bury this guy in the court of public opinion when they're doing that it, it could be because um the case may not be as strong as they they indicate now the DNA is a strong strong thing
2: yeah
0: my thing is and it, and it may not just be there this might be just enough to get the rest right there could be more DNA that they're just not talking about yeah. Yeah, yeah i would suspect exactly. they that they would have
1: the... enough to get the warrant and the uh you know get them arrested and then the rest will come out during the hearings right
0: well, exactly and so, right yeah during discovery they are going to find out that the defense will find out exactly what the prosecution knows yeah. now um my thing is if it's not i don't think that's enough dna uh Because that does that doesn't really put him in the house. That just puts him handling the sheath. The sheath, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't put him in the house. Now, if there's his DNA on a wall, on the sheet, underneath the fingernails, uh, on the ground, some of that effect that puts him in the house. The Mm -hmm. DNA they have only puts him handling the the sheath at one point. Now, Mm -hmm. he's he works in criminal criminology. He's been a security guard. You know, is it possible that he handled, you know, handled a, a a knife and sheath, and you know, due to that, and somehow that item gets in the wrong hands of somebody else and used, it and it still has DNA on it? Perhaps, you know, I think that's what his defense probably is going to be as yeah. to why his DNA is on there. They're going to come up with something. Well, we
2: still don't know if it's touch DNA or like blood DNA, you know what
0: I mean? And right. They
2: just, just said it was some sort of DNA. I'm not really sure
0: what it was. Well, if it was blood DNA, don't you think there would be more?
2: Yeah,
0: definitely. On other things? Mm-hmm. And if it was like saliva or sweat or any of those things, shouldn't there be more? You know, why... The, the mask is only described covering his nose and his mouth. It doesn't describe it covering his head. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so... He didn't shed one hair. Yeah, he didn't have a piece of hair that he shed earlier that had fallen onto his body, land on one of the other persons, as he as he uh, did what he did. Yeah, like those things are—they don't add up to me. Mm-hmm. They don't, and you know, I would assume there would be somebody's hair. Somebody's sweat, somebody's um DNA on there, other than just on the sheath on the button of the sheath, yeah, yeah, just that 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 blows my mind. Now, the other thing is, oh, go ahead, Blue, Blue, Blue. me,
1: it didn't say he wasn't wearing like a cap, a hair knit, a hoodie, so maybe some of his hair did fall off. Man, it's a lot of moving
2: going
0: yeah, back it is.
1: down the stairs, so they might have more.
2: You know, I from, hope so. And from the you know, pictures we've seen of him from then from earlier on, he has a whole set of hair, you know what I mean? He has a lot of hair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. And so,
2: well, so it's a, it's kinda did. it's really it's kind of unbelievable that just one if it's touched DNA, if that's that's it that they have, that's pretty hard. Like that's it, either he's that good or it's just super, super lucky that he just left that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. yeah, and I mean and that touch of DNA could have been put on there way earlier, right? He could have been playing with it and then, you know, um put it back together and then uh you know, he thought he sterilized it but missed a spot cool. and um, you know, had gloves, things of that nature.
1: Yeah, man, like if I was a criminal, right, I would have never bought my weapon online. <laughs> I would have bought it at a flea market. They sell those oh. knives all the time. Thousands of people touch them. Even if you touch it, you're in the risk of saying, hey, I was at the flea market this day. I touched like 20 of them.
2: And always pay with
0: cash.
1: Always pay with cash, yeah. pay with cash. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> true. I mean,
1: this, but that's just like, why would you pay somebody so much online? Everything's to... tracked. Like, he's not yeah.
0: a
2: smart guy if he was in criminology.
0: Just, right. Well, it's nobody's.
2: Hard. It's hard to go believe ahead. that it, even if he forgot the sheath up there and he knew about it, it's hard to believe that he didn't just go up there and grab it, and booked it. I mean, he already did what he had to do. I mean, now this guy's not afraid. You know, if it's him, he's not afraid to do this kind of thing. So what would it, what stopped him from going up there and just getting it unless he for, he remembered well,
0: it in his car? I mean, perhaps the fight with Ethan and Zana drained them out. Mm-hmm. Not so much that, but like the noise that came out of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody heard he wanted Good. to get away. Sure. You know, sure. um, Yeah, I think there, I, I tend to lean on what the police say and, and lead with what the police are doing when it comes to these type of cases. You know, and, and with any case, I tend to think they have more information than what we do. And, and they yeah. probably got the guy. And there's a lot of information that we don't know, but. I think the defense has a case to bring in some reasonable doubt here. You know, you have a possible second vehicle that looks like it. You have a direction to travel that doesn't make sense. You have Mm -hmm. pings that aren't reliable. Uh, You know, you have a witness who saw him but didn't call the police for several hours later. You know, we may not attack her. You know, some people out there might because they feel that, you know, she's involved or whatever. But I guarantee you the defense doesn't care about that and they're going to come after her they're yeah. going to, you know, point the finger at her as far as a possibility of being involved and how odd her story sounds. You know, it, it, it's, it's not one that would normally fall into play when you'll think of some a situation that's happening in this manner.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, Steve this he came out and he talked about how um, at one point that a family member played a prank by trying to break into their house. And Kaylee was home. She got scared, ran in shock as a child, ran into the bed and called
2: 911,
0: you know, you know, people are going to look at that and say, those are what you normally do. This yeah. is what normal, you know, a normal situation would be done if somebody would call 911, if they felt that somebody had intruded into their house. And so, uh, and the other thing we haven't even heard about is what's Bethany's story. She was also there. Yeah.
2: And I mean, even from the beginning, we thought from what we knew, we thought both of those roommates were downstairs.
0: Right. And I'm glad you brought that up because this probable cause affidavit states that she originally went to bed in that room. That word originally means that something changed, whether it was where she slept or her story.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? And so there's there's just so many question marks about this. And you have. The main piece of evidence, in my opinion, the strongest piece of evidence here is the DNA. Mm-hmm. And and you're right, blue. If, if somebody purchased this at a flea market, and you know those get handled by many many of people, um, or if, you know they were even if it was bought at a Walmart or at a store, those get handled by employees and employers and and patrons who want to purchase the item and don't purchase it or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, it's you know you have the fact that it was encased in a leather sheath, sheath. That's what they describe it as is a leather sheath. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a super vegan here who won't even eat pans, go don't want food that had pans that were cooked from meat of cows. And so there's just a lot of like, huh? Yeah, know, you know, like, um, he
1: he wore regular clothes and stuff like that. And some of those, like vegans, they just Mostly the food, and I think the only we're we're thinking of is like I want to say they're animal activists, and they're part of the what is it the one that that always throws blood on people and paint on people and stuff. Right, PETA.
0: PETA.
1: He's not part of PETA, so.
0: No, but but he's he's an extremist to a certain extent. Yeah, you know, as far as his extreme diet and. And things of that nature, and so, um, and and it's very possible that he was aware that that's kind of you know that people knew he was he was that type of way, and so to throw people off, he used it in that manner. Um, It's quite possible, Um, but you know, he said he was eager to come back and or go back to Idaho and be exonerated at that. And third, that tells me that he may have planted some things, especially with how much information that he knows and his education. I wouldn't be surprised if something pops up, you know, in the defense. Like, hey, you know, there's something here that could explain the defense. But, you know, you, the description of where the, the sheath was. Now, here's the other thing is, and this is where he could have been very stupid. Um, I remember early on in the investigation that the uh, media stated that he had locked the door behind him. And he couldn't get back in to Kaylee and Madison's door, uh, room because he locked the door behind him to get the sheath. Yeah. So like,
2: and so he was wearing gloves then because they didn't get DNA off of the doorknob, right?
0: Right. So
2: that DNA. That DNA that apparently is on the sheath is probably from earlier that day.
0: Correct. If that's the case, you know what I mean? Or, or prior to the incident, yeah. Yeah,
1: because there would have been, like, fingerprints on the back door from him trying to slide it, grab the handle. So, he probably was wearing gloves, you know?
0: <laughs> but, I mean, he was shown wearing gloves, cleaning out his car, which is not a unusual thing for somebody who is a clean person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. OCD type of clean person. You know, wearing gloves. Yeah, germophobes. It's not something that's common. You know, it, it is weird, but, like, you know, they would say, oh, he used gloves to clean his car. Like, so like what is he trying to do clean off the like not put his dna on there it's his car that doesn't make any sense it's even if he goes and trades it in that vin number is going to trace back to his that it was once in his possession Yeah, none of that makes any sense
1: Uh, and i get where they're coming from because like if you're just taking the trash out of your car i wouldn't wear gloves because it's not you you left it in there but if Mm -hmm. you're using chemicals to wipe something down then yeah that's a good reason to wear gloves.
2: Like, he made
0: look so suspicious. That makes sense, but that makes sense. He may have been using chemicals to clean something out, and that's why he was using the gloves. But then that trash that they found would have had evidence of those chemicals. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been in the probable cause saying, Hey, he cleaned out his car and used this, this type of chemicals, which is usually used to clean. Um, blood or whatever the case may be, because that that would build your case even more.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I think they su- supposedly the, the the law enforcement saw that were, uh, you know, surrounding his his home. Right. That supposedly right. he he threw away his trash in the neighbor's um,
0: bin. Right. Also, yeah.
2: it's just weird things like that 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 make them look real suspicious. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, he he's definitely a suspicious guy. Mm-hmm. You know. There, there's nothing no ends it's about about it it's we're looking at him for a reason yeah
1: that's pretty gutsy man I don't think any of my neighbors are like me throwing my trash in their trash can so well,
2: not, not if you're Mexican
0: and the other thing <laughs> so is too down. those properties those properties are separated by a lot like yeah. it's not like your traditional neighborhood I think they were like one acre plots. Mm-hmm. So he went, he went out of his way to go through yeah. that, discard that trash somewhere else. So that is extremely suspicious, especially if he had no prior knowledge of him being investigated because he didn't do this crime, mm-hmm. quote, unquote. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's it, I 100 percent agree with you guys on that. But we're getting close to that hour, Mark. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate 20 it. Minutes. <laughs> it was supposed to be 20 yeah. minutes. Um, okay. But it was a lot to talk about that we wanted to bring up to your guys' attention. We felt that we could do this a lot easier if it was uh, a recorded show versus a live show without the questions and the distractions. But we do appreciate everybody. We'll be going live again tomorrow night if this does come out tonight, which I'm sure it will. Tonight is Tuesday at the time of this recording. We go live Wednesdays. Please hit that like and subscribe button. Ring that notification bell. Uh, Like I said, we're not saying this guy's innocent. We're not saying he's guilty. We just think there's a lot more questions that need answers. And I'm hoping that, and I feel that the police probably have a lot of those answers. They're just not putting it out there. But this is what I expect the uh, defense to go with. Do you guys have any last comments? We'll start off with you, Big Blue.
1: No, I just want to say, you know, there's four families out there missing their children. And hopefully they got the right guy, and this brings them some peace.
0: For sure. For sure. What about you, Jaime? Um.
2: Actually, I was going to say about the, how Blues mentioned the trial. I doubt he's going to stand. You know, tell his story. Um, that's sometimes more damning than anything than helpful. Um, it is. But I, I want to
1: say, he, say he's going
2: to do it. Yeah, I think everybody wants to know his story, but I don't. I doubt that the lawyers, his lawyers, are, he's going to they're going to let him go up there. Also, what, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to. Uh,
0: do you think they'll probably move
2: the the trial? No. No, nah,
0: I don't think so. But what story could he give if 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 what he goes up there to say is um, I, I left my house at 242. I went I, I drove south I never went into Moscow. That's why my car isn't seen leaving south of Moscow. Uh, I went or maybe he went some other direction, whatever the case may be. But it's not like he's going to be like, oh, I was there. I was near the property. The story is probably that he went for a drive. Went, yeah, went south, very south of Washington, to the part where it uh he lost service and that's why he didn't pick up service to this other part. And that the pins are inaccurate to where his location was. You know, there's not much of a story he can come up there and go with. It's there's no side of his if his story is he wasn't there.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm that's why that I'm I doubt to let him go up there. I'm not gonna cross examine him, you know what I mean?
0: No way. I mean I, th- thinking how smart he thinks he is though, you know, the type of person he might want to.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean Ted Bundy did his you know, he was old, he was um for you know doing the trial by himself, you know what I mean? He he got rid of his lawyers.
0: Yeah, yeah. It so could. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy wants to go up there and talk and say his side of the story. Could be, it could be, but I, I highly doubt it.
2: You know, I highly doubt it that that's the case. But um, hopefully, like I said, we don't—we don't—we're not saying he's innocent or guilty. We're just—we're just saying our opinions on what the effort David gave us, you know.
0: For sure. Let us know in the comments section. Do you guys think this is a strong PCA after we've broken down everything? Do you guys think that there's uh, some questions that need to be answered? Um, let us know. Do you think we're completely off track here and crazy? Put it in sure. there. We might be. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> i been known to be a little crazy here and there
0: so. <laughs> yeah, yeah blues jumping through a table in the next live i want to thank everybody <laughs> for coming on in please hit that like and subscribe button ring that bell on your way out peace it. out guys later man have a good night is this still
2: is this still on it's yeah. still on i was gonna show you my <sighs>